and this is WTF, what the film, and this is my attempt to sort out what I think is the wheat from the chaff of the latest cinematic releases, because there's a lot of films coming out, both in the mainstream and the independent, and you might want to know which ones are which. Coming up, I'll be reviewing Women Talking, Marcel the Shell with Shoes, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Mania, and lastly, Broker. So, getting into straight away, Women Talking, rated 15. Interesting films, based on a true story of an isolated religious colony in Bolivia. Now, it's based on that. The tagline of the movie is, do nothing, stay and fight, or leave. These are the three choices that the women of an isolated religious community grapple with when reconciling with the brutal reality of their faith. So, just a little bit of background to this, because it's worth finding out a little bit more. The, the very first part of the film sets out the scene for you, but not in a clunky way, with a bit of uh, someone talking on top. And it shows that the women of this isolated religious colony reveal a shocking truth about the men. Now, for years, the men have occasionally drugged the women and then raped them. And the truth comes out and the women talk about their situation. So, as the title suggests, and I like a title that tells you, they don't always have to tell you straight up, do they? But this tells you what the film is about. It's literally a film with nearly all women, with one man, who talk for the main part of it. It's, like I said at the beginning, interesting. And the background is set with some action and some scenes of what has happened with a voiceover. And this establishes that there are three families of women of various generations who will discuss the fate of the women folk. Now, they, they start off discussing this and you get sort of flashbacks of what has happened. And all the men have left the colony because a few of them who have been identified by one of the younger girls as being somebody who's assaulted them when they woke up about, uh, out of being drugged. They've been taken into the local town or city police station and all the men have gone off to raise bail to get them released, which kind of tells you the situation these women are in. And so they get together and these women discuss and talk because they work out they have three choices, whether to stay and do nothing, whether to stay and fight, fight back. Um, I don't think they mean literally, and that's the discussion they have, or to leave. And um, the, the vote that they have is too close. Now, they're not literate because uh, the women aren't brought up to read and write, whereas the boys and men are. So they have, and the, uh, the, the teacher, the male teacher, who was once uh, in a family that was ostracised or excommunicated from the religious colony um, years back, has, has returned and become educated and a, and a teacher. And so they've employed him to teach uh, the young boys uh, in, into manhood. Now, he stays with them because he's not part of the men folk, and they want him, and he's played very, very well, um, because he's quiet and unassuming and doesn't want to intrude on the discussion that the women are having. And he's used to record the notes. He's supposed to be there just literally to record down so that they can know what decision was made later on for generations. 
And there's good interactions all the way through. There's strong characters, there's characters with foibles, they deal with things in their different ways. And, and although they may dress very similarly in the film, the variety of the characters and the opinions is makes for a really interesting argument, debate and discussion that they have. Um, there's good interactions and uh, about what faith means. This is something that they, they discuss. If they leave their men folk behind, they're possibly going to be excommunicated. And how can this be good? And so, but that faith is challenged. And this is this is an interesting film. Um, the curious thing for uh, maybe some people in a modern day audience, and I don't say modern, uh, meaning truly progressive. They talk about the differences between men and women. And this is at one point where the school teacher is asked, what do you think about taking the boys 12 and over? Are they going to be a danger? Are they just going to be like the other men? Who They're, they're not saying all the men are drugging and assaulting the women, but they're complicit in their silence. Uh, they don't know, actually. This is the thing. So anyway... The, the only male character, the teacher, does explain in a way that um, it comes across as very, very balanced that, yeah, boys are different and they can be cruel to each other and they pick on each other. And he describes what young teenage boys are like. But he says there's still hope. You know, it doesn't mean that they always have to be like that. Anyway, I thought that bit was really, really interesting. Um, I came out of the film, I went to see it with my wife. She enjoyed it. I, I liked it. I would see it again, maybe. Um, there's plenty of other films to see, but it's it's a good film. You're led into working out the different women's motivations and there's characters. There's a few light-hearted bits. It doesn't get too heavy. They, they've got something to work out. I think I would have liked a little bit more suspense building up. Uh, there was towards the end when they, they thought that, that some of the husbands were coming back, and they did, and a few things happened that you know helped them make their decision. Um, but these women, they're intelligent. They work things out. They debate. They discuss. They argue. They cut each other down. They're unreasonable. Then they're reasonable, just like normal people are. There's no hysterics. Um, this isn't a blockbuster. But if you want to see how um, a universe that lives under my fingernail can be dominated by gang, then go and choose Quantum Mania, and and you'll regret it. But if you want something a little bit more interesting, um, looking into the motivations of characters and how things can be done, then this is a film well worth seeing. On to Marcel, The Shell With Shoes, PG. Here's a description. Marcel, a one-inch tall shell, lives with his grandmother, Connie, the only residents of their town, after their neighbour's sudden mysterious disappearance. When discovered by a guest amongst the clutter of his Airbnb, the short film he posts online brings Marcel millions of passionate fans and a new hope of reuniting with his long-lost family. And therein is the entire plot of the film. He's going to reunite with his long-lost family, or is he? So, it's nice. It's lovely animation. Mixed with real background and films, and that's all done in a really convincing way. No problem with that. But then the shell starts to speak. And personally, I found it nauseating. It's really high-pitched and American, and it's not annoying because it's American, but because of the overdone Adonites. 
and the cloyingly sweet and sickly tenor to this pitch of the voice and and that annoying thing of repeating um, the word that the man who's asking the questions, Dean, um, says, so where did you get the rope from? The rope? And he does it a few times and I think they realise that that's really annoying. Well, if they didn't, it is really annoying. That's actually the, the genuinely funny bit of the film when Marcel explains where they get the rope from because um, it includes a bit of adult humour and he's he's laughing in that way. Um, it, it's sort of condescending, but not. It's, look, the poster says, the trailer, everyone loves Marcel. Wrong, I don't. Don't dislike it. Well, maybe I do, actually. And, 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 and Dean, the man who's filming all this, what is it with this droll, even-tempo American male voice that doesn't waver in pitch? I mean, it's better than constantly, hysterically shouting, but it's not exactly enticing. I mean, I, I probably made that sound more varied than it is. It was a little bit like Magic Mike when he does the humble thing, like, uh, did you want to see me? I'll just go now. <sighs> And then there's Marcel's naivety that's supposed to make you think he's, he's cute and lovable and vulnerable. Uh, but I couldn't bear the voice, but I had to. Um, it wasn't, was it that bad? Did it get a little bit less nauseating? And I suppose that the story and the plotline don't do much to lessen this. Is this for children? I, I don't know. I, I, why do people like this kind of thing? Because I had to check whether this was actually a YouTube phenomenon, and it was in 2010. So what does this say about the times we're living in? I mean, fine, go with it. It's sort of fantasy. I love Marcel and all of that. But then people started stalking the place. Now, I don't know if they did that in real life, but they did in the film. And then these people are not depicted as, as really quite strange, weird, and a little bit wrong. If, if you're looking at the news, the current news at the moment, um, you'll know that some people involve themselves in news stories on TikTok when they really, really shouldn't, but I'm not going to go into that. Um, it sounds like I hated it. I, I didn't. Just just why does this sort of thing appeal? Um, just, just I, I sound picky for saying there's holes in the plot, but Marcel doesn't know who the man and the woman were who used to live in their house. Um, but he knows all these other things. Uh, I, um, he wants to find his family um, and then the passage of time in life and growing old is dealt with. Yay. Very good. Um, it's not fun. It's not, in my opinion, not life enhancing unless you absolutely need a happy ending when you absolutely know it's going to be a happy ending and it all works out nearly for everybody and it's just sickening and sweet and, and and if your parents have taken you to watch this and you're young kids you why haven't they taken you to puss in boots or something anything else because i don't know who it's for i mean some of these things look like pretzels it's, but it's it's not wild it's not zany it's not wacky it's not everything irritated me but but why who likes this kind of manure just go and watch Spongebob Squarepants, the movie. On to Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, 12A. Um, it's Scott and Hope, uh, along with Hank, Pym and Janet Van Dyne, explore the quantum realm where they interact with strange creatures and embark on an adventure. 
beyond the limits of what they thought was possible. Really? Well, I think one of them had been there before. But anyway, look, I don't know the other Ant-Man films. So I've come into this um, dry. I've come into this with no preconception. Uh, here's the plot. During her days of entrapment in the quantum realm, Janet encounters Kang. Yeah, Kang. An exiled traveller who claims they can both escape if she can help him build his rebuild his multiversal power core. Um, so Cassie um, has got a problem with her dad, who's Scott, because she's become a political activist. He gets out of jail, but he's too focused on his own celebrity rather than his duties as Ant-Man. So man getting scolded by a younger girl. And then they visit the parents and then we find out that um, teenage daughter Cassie has built a quantum machine. Yeah, of course. And to make contact with the quantum realm. And then Janet gets panics and forcefully shuts everything down. But it's too late. The signal's gone out and they're dragged into the quantum realm. <laughs> God. Oh, I'm not giving anything away there. The film tops and tails with real life filming. There's Scott walking along doing this commentary. It's nearly that sort of same pitch voice. Hey, isn't that great? It's a little bit more upbeat. Um, it's sort of wacky but not cheeky. It's sort of humorous without being funny. I, I didn't get it. I thought maybe we're going to have a little bit of a Deadpool thing here. Um, but that's, that's not what it is. If you're expecting that, no, 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 it's not. Um, it's just full of boring things like the boring kind of teenage activist and telling everybody off if you liked being lectured by young people great but i don't um oh do i really need to explain the plot there's a magic shrinking machine made by the youngest person there really and then suddenly we find that janet has a problem with this because there's something she's never told them dun 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 and that's not a plot that's not a storyline that's not that's that's just a committee led story where somebody recommends something and everybody else goes along because they're cramming everything in uh, bill murray is inserted and uh, a babel fish no, sorry sorry drinking the splurge so that everyone can understand each other. Look, if you want something like that, go and read or, or watch the first BBC TV series from the 70s or 80s of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. The Babelfish is explained. It's a biblical reference. The Babel Tower is when people in the world started to speak more than one tongue, and so it became difficult to um, communicate with each other and, and, and that's just so different from drink the splurge. And then you've got this thing with no holes that asks how many holes have you got? And then it gets holes at the end. And then, look, and then there's Kang. He's still reasonably acted. He's probably one of the better ones. If you're incredibly powerful and you can possibly control the universe and you do the quantum realm, which we know nothing about other than he controls the quantum realm. That's interesting then why can't you control your own power source or core or whatever it is? Um, and here's the other thing. So there's a, there's a character, Darren. That was quite funny. Everyone kept saying, Darren, it's you. Because there's his face stretched across in very unconvincing CGI. You have convincing CGI, which I'll get onto in a second. But then you have this unconvincing face stretched thing on a ball with legs. 
that apparently is Modark and is the most evil thing in, in the world. Um, so how can the, this most evil thing be put out of kilter by the teenage wannabe superhero? She's got a suit, you know. Uh, he doesn't know how to hit people at first. Um, he lectures everybody as well. Um, that takes Modok, Modok out of it. But then he comes back to energy, back to life, and then is able to take out the most powerful Kang. And uh, uh, It just doesn't make sense. I don't, I don't want it to make complete sense, but I want consistency. There's no consistency in this story. There's no jeopardy either. Everyone's blasted to death in CGI. Um, they're blasted to death after they've drink at the bar. Is this the one at the end of the universe? Or, or like the one in Star Wars? Um, and so Bill Murray appears, all friends, but then no, he's a lord or something, and they're not. And then, uh, what, what, what the hell did that have to do with the plot? Uh, maybe, maybe the other thing, because it's Darren, and then he calls himself a dick. Uh, well, he gets called a dick by the teenage girl, and then he says he is a dick. Um, maybe that was funny. There was just no sense of danger or intrigue or jeopardy. Um, if Kang, again, is so powerful, then why does he need Ant-Man to get his driver uh, power source? What? I mean, this plot is worse than nine and ten-year-old stories. And believe you me, I know that. Because I used to teach them. And I love doing story writing. They'd go wild, they'd go weird, but they were better than this. They're like an assembly of cardboard cutouts. Characters are crowbarred in. I forgot there's an angry woman warrior. Of course there is. Um, it's just so one-dimensional. Revel re rebelling, revolting against Kang. Who was she? Why? Um, they all have their own thing. Hank, played by, uh, by Michael Douglas, um, discovers a life form of ants. Because he works with ants, don't you know? And then so suddenly, in a universe dominated by Kang, suddenly the ants, the ants are able to overthrow him. And, and there's, there's just this ongoing CGI landscape of figures and faces and characters and universe that are so conspicuous by their inconspicuousness. The effects are so there that they're, they're like a clanging gong. They just Everything is CGI apart from the first and the last bit. Um... You soon ignore them or try to ignore it. It's, it's, it's like wood chip or anaglypto wallpaper. It's there. You can ignore it in the end, but no, 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 it's tough. Uh, but it's, it's, you don't really want it to be there, and, and, and you want to remove it. And It used to be okay a long time ago, and it served a purpose, but not now. Like this film, just not, not now. Lastly, Broker. Um... Here's a description from IMDb that someone wrote. A young lady decides to give up a newborn child to a church for adoption but discovers there's an active group that steals the children for sale. Uh, she catches the group. Um, she doesn't catch them red-handed like this says, but they end up going on a road trip trying to find somebody to, to buy the child. And, and things obviously don't go smoothly. And then there's two female detectives who are on their trail and have been right from the very beginning and things get complicated so i was worried about this it's a korean film and will it be as good as the little excerpts and quotes that are on the the plethora of, of trailers and reviews uh always makes me worry um like babylon you know, this this all this film will blow your mind yeah blow my mind at how degenerate and rubbish it was um but straight away we're watching the watchers it's always a good thing the detectives are 
um, watching a, a young woman go to the church where they think that this stuff is going on and she leaves the baby in the baby box I mean, and they touch on these things um, but not in an obvious way will having a baby box lead to more women abandoning their children or will it mean that those women who do abandon their babies that the babies are safe I say women because that's the majority in this well it's going to be the vast majority in this case it's tense um, there's the other question that came to my mind are they selling the babies just for the cash or something else um, because they don't seem to be doing that well out of it um, and so the, the plot the film develops the characters and um, all of them including the kid at the orphanage just enough uh, and they all they all end up together and their stories are interwoven uh, including the female detectives there's a bit of sort of background the older one who's more senior and she's she's married and there's elements to the backstory of the mother that are developed as well because at first and what i liked about this film is you have full sympathy with her and your sympathy doesn't go um, a woman has to give up her baby but then as the plot develops you find out more about her and that's challenged in a good way as well um, she's really contained um, this adds to the story and adds to the tension between the characters as well because just at the point when you're thinking hang on what's, what's going on here something will happen but that's not unexpected that's totally in line with the things that you've seen develop in the film the things that you start to find out about the characters that are actually part of the story rather than being rammed in rather than being just snuck in there for no purpose whatsoever they're all integral they're all integral not to the plot but to the character as well so you're not you don't get a sense of i wonder what weird event will happen next it's a genuine sense that we know something about the character and that they're still human and they've still got agency and other stuff in their life. And it's not just put all out there either. Um, it's a lovely story about people finding each other or nearly finding each other. Not, not always in a romantic way either. People rely on each other. Sometimes there's the people find the right person just to maybe say the right thing at the right time. I'd sound cliche saying that. But that's what this film made me think when I came out of it. Um each character's story affects the other characters as well we see the older detective we observe uh, she observes an interaction between Kang Ho Sung the older guy who's a broker they think and his separated daughter and he finds out things about his ex-wife and and she listens in on this um, and and that's all part of it because she would be she, she was trying to get these guys and it's a film about how people try and get on it it's is acted like people act. They're acting like people act. They're holding their cool. Um, maybe this is a reflection of Korean society, which is, I would say, more has more tradition and stoicism, even when just bad things happen. And at the end, I, I was left with more questions um, that you want to find the answer to. I was a bit confused with the complexities of the tidy up at the end, but I wanted to find out and. And, and, and it's not questions that are shallow and one-dimensional and that don't have any meaning to them, like Ant-Man. So, in summary, what the film to see or not to see? Which is wheat and which is chaff out of these four? 
women talking, definitely wheat, if that's the kind of thing that you want. If you want to go and watch universes collapsing and people doing amazing things that are just not amazing, then go and see Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. You won't like women talking, but if you want something serious, you want, you want something a little bit different, if you want to think, if you want to try and follow the conversation between three different groups of women and the predicament they find themselves in, yeah, women talking is up there. Marcel the Shell with Shoes. Oh, if you want to listen to an adenoidal, whinging American shell with a droll American voice, fill your boots. But that is chaff and it shouldn't be. It should be a whole lot better. Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. I just want to vomit all that CGI back up and show them how gross it is. Broker, wheat. You want a film that makes you think with just characters that are real, that pull at your heart, pull at your head. Yeah, top quality. Just to run through the other films that are currently on release, um, Avatar The Way of Water. My question, is this still going? But at least the CGI in that, in comparison to Ant-Man, has a purpose. It's actually quite nice to look at. So, fine, meh. My, Magic Mike's last dance, let's hope it is. The sun? <laughs> the what? So many holes. No matter how good the performances are, this terrible from beginning to end. Puss in boots, the last I wish. Go and see it. It's fun! It's what, it's what a film should be! Don't take your kids to Marcel unless you want them to hate you. Go to that puss in boots. Decision to leave. Good Korean drama. Do they, do they make bad films in Korea? Um, Broker is better. Uh, knock at the Cabin. Nah. Nah. What can you say about it? Mithrigan, Megan. It's all right. It could have been funnier. Could have been more tongue-in-cheek. They didn't quite do it. So I think some people think it does. I didn't for me. Plane, you want to shoot them up and want a bit of action? Yeah. The Whale, yeah, I liked it. It was good. If you're put off by people being in oversized suits and acting like they're not fat, then, then maybe the movies isn't for you or any kind of art that portrays other things because that's what acting is. It's pretending. Um, it's pretty good. You know, it makes you think. So, to round off, um, get in touch with me via Instagram, WTF, what the film, or Twitter, what the film, or I've got a Facebook group page, WTF, what the film. This is a continuation of a real film review. I've decided to go in a different direction, or contact me via your podcast streamer, or email me at the old address, realfilm at skiff.com, and I'd love to hear from you and what you think about everything. Bye for now.